Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the most iconic people in modern history. For kids growing up in the 80s and 90s, no one exemplified the raw power of masculinity and reaching for your dreams like the governator himself. And we love Arnie, the cigar-champing, one-liner-spitting killing machine from the world of bodybuilding to movies to politics and back to movies again. That's why we're exploring all the movies that made the man what he is today. In chronological order. From the beginning. I'm Mike Evan. I'm Stephen Lyons. And this is... I'll I'll Be Back back Catalog. I like this. You should do that. Now play the music. about something very important. I lied. <laughs> I'll be back. And we're back for season two of I'll Be Back Catalog. It's season two. Season two. We made it. I didn't think we were going to make it. I didn't think so. With either. the delay between the last one and this one, you probably didn't think we were going to make it either, listener. We're back with good movies for this season. Well. Some good movies, and also Conan the Destroyer. (laughs) Conan the Destroyer. Uh, We're very excited, but we're not going to dive in alone, as is customary. Um, We have, of course, with us the wonderful comedian and raw comedy quest finalist from 2017, Keegan Govind. Great to be here. Uh, Raw comedy was amazing. Welcome back. You were actually fan favorite, Keegan. You were on our pilot episode, so it's been, I think, 10, 15 15 years in Arnie time. It has. It has. It's been a long time. Since uh, he was in New York. But not only Keegan, we have comedian, YouTuber, and host of Cult Pop Chair, also RawQuest semi-finalist, uh, Richard Martin. Well, thank you for having me. Probably would have been good to do my one first, so it's like, that wow, semi-finalist, that's cool. And then Keegan trumps it now, it just it feels like less of an achievement. Nah, mine well, was in Comedy Quest. And Keegan's not on YouTube, so. so. There we go. All right, well, we're going to jump into our first section, which is, of course, you guessed it, um, where we're going to ask you guys just a little bit about uh, your history with Arnie. So we'll start with Richard, because we did your intro second, and it clearly <laughs> uh, had an effect on me. It clearly had an emotional effect on you. Did you, did you watch a lot of Arnie growing up? Was he a big part? of your childhood it's one of those things where because he's such like the staple of um, pop culture you kind of you assume that you have oh I, I did anyway I've seen that I've seen more of his films but then like actually looking at his back catalogue I've probably only seen a pretty small handful like I've, I haven't seen Conan the Barbarian I've only seen half of the first Terminator I haven't watched any wow. of wow yeah which is like a, one of those that and Jaws are like the two things that I like don't like to tell people I haven't seen but now, of course, I'm broadcasting to the world. Jaws um, I'm okay with, because Jaws is scary. Even not want to go back into the water. Mm, Jaws 2. It's a great movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> was Jaws 2 the Michael Caine one, or was that 3? No, that's the fourth one. Was Jaws the, the Revenge. Revenge, yeah, that's, that's a fun time. Yeah. Oh, so you've seen that one? No, <laughs> that would be great. Eh? No, um, yeah, I, I, I just know all the shit about it, so that I can bullshit my way through a conversation of someone's starts talking about Jaws. So what's your favourite Arnie film? <laughs> I guess Jingle All The Way because it's the only one I can think of right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I honestly like can't think of like a real... I haven't seen any of his, like, a bit, his big tentpole films, I think. That's really First half of The Terminator yeah. is pretty good. <laughs> the first half is pretty good. Uh, it's a good half of a film. <laughs> and I can, I can only imagine it just goes up from there. I mean, they made like five of them making a six. So Keegan, um, we talked briefly with you previously about Arnie. Um, what's your Indeed. what's your history? What's your history with Arnie? Well, my very first memory was when, like, the very first DVD that I ever saw, and I was just amazed that it's a DVD, was Terminator 2. My dad bought Terminator 2. I didn't realize the uh, lack of writing in Arnie's movies until I've been watching them lately because of your guys' podcast. You, I, I thought that Arnold was really, like, articulate. 
<laughs> now. I'll be back. I was like, man, he said that well. Mm. I was like, ah, that's all he said. That's, that's all. <laughs> he wanted to say more, but uh, James Cameron wouldn't let him. Yeah, he's got like 18 yeah. lines in Terminator. Or that's all he needed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've only really seen nine of his lines. He's there for his body. He's being objectified. Really kind of a sense. I that. think he's okay with it. I think so, that was his goal. I'm I mean, also fine with it. He must be pretty articulate like in his private life because he did become governor of California. So, Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a smart dude. He's, yeah. He's, the thing is, he's, he definitely struggled with English a lot when he first moved over to the States and had a long uh, journey, being able to be more, I don't mm. know, possible to the American ear. Yeah, and I guess, but like he must have avoided kind of losing his accent because it became his thing. Like yeah. as, like Stephen Hawking, how he's got the like robot voice. They nowadays they could just replicate his old voice, but that's his thing. So he's like, I'm holding on to this. I like it. I like Arnie's voice. Like that yeah. he, but I would love it if he, yeah, did have a perfect not Arnie voice that he used at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for dropping me off, honey. I'm home. <laughs> oh, it's exhausting out there. Hi, <laughs> where are my cigars? <laughs> he does love cigars. He loves cigars. That's the other thing about Arnie. He defined action for me, like action movies as like a young kid. Like who else was there? Like there were other guys, but Arnie was just like, man, look at that body. He doesn't need those guns. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's a good follow on because we had we were talking to some uh, younger guests about how for them it was kung fu, whereas for us it was mu- like muscles and guns. Yeah. And so it was great that for you, you're like, he, he, forget about the guns, he just has the muscles. That's all he needs. Yeah, it's this kind of like this hyper-masculine kind of just pulsating. It was a of, weird thing to be sold as a child. Yeah, it was. That, that was the thing that I've been coming to terms with is my, my childhood action heroes were Arnold Schwarzenegger and He-Man. And even within He-Man, the skeleton bad guy had huge pecs. <laughs> and I, I genuinely feel like my pecs are a, a real disservice to my sense of masculinity. Right, yeah. I mean, it's a good would-you-rather, right? Would you rather have your face or an amazing body? The other thing is, I don't think I was old enough to watch the movies. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, were your parents Oh, I definitely Yeah, my wasn't. parents were just like, yeah, true lies, let's do this. Boobs, I'm five. True Lies, that's, a, that's probably my favourite Arnie yes. film. Jamie yeah. Curtis. I hope this is an ongoing thing where anytime another Arnie <laughs> film... That one, that, that one, one, definitely. That one. The Sixth Day, my favourite Arnie <laughs> film. Was that a wrong answer? Uh, but I, I watched uh, Commando way too young. I think I was probably you know, pre-teen when I first saw Commando, um, which is a fairly violent film. Yeah, I think this is the thing with a lot of our... Maybe our collective childhood, as, as parents just didn't give a shit about violence. Yeah. Violence is kind of fine. Sex was like, oh, cover your eyes. You, yes. could see, you could get yeah. away with seeing boobs, but any sex is like, cover your eyes, but watch this guy's head explode, that's fine. But drug use seemed to be very off, like, oh, off yeah. limit for a lot of me yeah. and my friends growing up. Like, watching movies that involved... Mm. You could, yeah, it was that thing of, like, you could watch a man cut another man's head off, it spin around in the air, and then him football kick it away. But if there was someone smoking weed, they're like, hold up, what are you watching? Yeah. Yes. Because it's accessible. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. <laughs> it's you're more likely to watch someone do drugs and do that than watch someone cut off someone's head and football kick it. Yeah, but the ramifications of the you're like you're all <laughs> in the, the if it's the one, one kid that does. Yeah, we're hearing about it. Yeah, I was allowed to watch uh, like The Matrix where he beats up like 500 guys in one scene, but then I had to wake up, I had to get up five in the morning, record Friday, you know the movie about where they're smoking weed the whole day. I had yeah, to get right. up at five in the morning on Sky videotape it and then wait for my parents to go away to Australia where I stayed with my grandparents to watch it. 
There's a whole thing. Which is so much dedication for a movie about smoking weed. Oh, it's a good movie. It's funny. Um, so, have either of you seen this movie before? No. No. I think I've seen it in passing. Like, I can't, like, I've seen, like, bits of it. It kind of, it seemed familiar, but then I can't remember watching the whole thing. Yeah, I was, I was actually in the same position. I only saw bits and pieces when it was on late at night. And I think I maybe saw 30 minutes here and there. Uh, excellent. Well, that puts me in the power position because I owned a straight-from-TV VHS of it when I was, I imagine, like 13. Was it edited? I mean, we saw the movie and we can all agree it was poorly edited. <laughs> no, the version that I had might have been edited for TV. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, New Zealand, we didn't do that as much from my experience. Like, I don't no. feel like we... Ah, interesting. Cut as much. Because in the, in the UK, the for Die Hard... When the TV version, when when John McClane says "Yippee ki motherfucker," uh, John McClane actually says "Yippee ki Kimusaba." Yes, I think uh, <laughs> Mr. Falcon of it. Mr. Yeah. Falcon, <laughs> which is real fun. There is an unedited version. I was reading up on the Wikipedia on this movie where they cut out like two sex scenes and two really violent scenes. They could have cut some stuff out of this. <laughs> no, they had cut wait they yeah. uh, you yeah, mean they the director's like a, cut yeah to bring it down to a uh, m rating no they brought it down to a pg ah uh, pg sorry yeah, yeah. and no. then later that year was when the r13 rating came out so they could have got away with the uh oh, six mm. time and stabby that time. may have actually made this film way more successful um, great, so we're gonna we're gonna jump on in. Uh, Mike's gonna give us a quick rundown of basically because today is exciting. It's Arnie's breakout role, Conan the Destroyer. You know he's coming back. Conan the Barbarian, huge success. Massive. Right? How could they top that? Could it be a movie that looks like it's straight to TV? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. um, Mike's going to read the description for you. If it sounds tantalizing and you haven't watched the movie, then watch the movie and then come back and join us. Otherwise, just stay with us. We're going to have some fun. Mike, what does it sound like? So, in his second cinematic adventure, the mighty warrior Conan, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, is tricked into working for the scheming queen Taramis, played oh. by Sarah Douglas, fantastically. Uh, along with finding a mystical horn, Conan and his allies, which include the fierce fighter Zula, She's played by great. Grace Jones. She's very good. Awesome. And the wisecracking sorcerer, Akira, again, awesome, must be protect the beautiful young princess Jenna, played by the 15-year-old Olivia Diabo, uh, which, with deception and danger at every turn, Conan has to use all of his powers to defeat the evil foes that stand in his way. Some would argue he barely used very much of his power at all, unless it was lifting open a door. He just liked to lift There's things. a lot of door lifting. There's a lot of yeah. door lifting. He lifted the hell out of those doors. Not he a lot of did. knocking or looking for handles. He did. No! <laughs> it's like none of them knew how doors functionally worked. It's yeah. basically a movie about breaking and entering. It's... <laughs> That kind of is what the whole movie is about. Mm. Yeah, there goes my bit. Uh, we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna take a short break. We're back to talk about Conan the Destroyer. We're going to go through the narrative. So the top of this movie um, was uh, they set the intention very clear from the start, all right? Because Conan the Barbarian started with a Nietzsche quote. It was a beautiful mm -hmm. moment, you know, that which the does not... The sword being forged. Oh, the sword. They had, a, they had a Nietzsche quote. They had his father forging a sword. They had all of this great... The only good thing they brought back from the first 10 minutes of Conan the Barbarian was the typeface. <laughs> Terrific typeface. Very Beautiful good type. Font. And Beautiful we got, font. We've got lots of hills and horses. Yeah. Oh, and the Chronicler, which is not a good thing to bring back, but but he was back, which is good which was a good sign, I was hopeful, because I was like, we'll get all the exposition done at the start of the movie. And a little reminder, that's the voice of Aku from uh 
From Samurai, Samurai Jack. Jack. Mm. The yeah. original, because he died, didn't he? But before they did the oh, sequel series? Did you not manage to do the sequel? Ah, oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Oh. oh, heartbreak. Rest in peace. Sorry to bring heartbreak. the podcast down. Oh, jeez. Oh, Aku. He, he just seems like a nice guy. I enjoy, yeah. I enjoy him, in, 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 even in this Conan, which was weaker. Yeah. I, I enjoyed him. I felt like he was supposed to be the comic relief, but then Annie stole a bunch of his lines and had to try. I feel like every character in this thought that they were the comic relief. (laughs) I think that was probably the biggest switch in tone that you felt early on was Subutai, who was quite a noble, quiet character in the first movie, who was a thief but not broad. And then suddenly we're left with with this new thief character who isn't explained or given any kind of backstory that's worth noticing, is a very broad, silly character. And when you say silly, you mean exhausting. Because <laughs> we're talking about Malik, who is the whisper thief. You know, he plays the whole movie for no apparent reason, going, I'm very mysterious. Come on, Conan. And it's just exhausting. It was so painful for me to listen to. He was a similar archetype to... Um, Pretzi. Pretzi. Yeah, Pretzi. Pretzi. We got there originally. <laughs> he sells um, pretzels, so they call him Pretzi. Yeah, he was a nice. similar sort of character. I think that's why where Arnold... Uh, excels this these guys there's such like a contrast to that kind of character to arnold there are, arnold and the, i think that that is the thinking but it has never <laughs> worked there's no. no the only time it's worked is in twins that's the only time he's had a good like tiny guy you know like buddy yeah because it's a it's a typical archetype of a straight man and the fool so you need arnie to be playing it straight yeah but he never really gets the the space to play it straight yeah, especially yeah. in this one in this one where he's kind of dopey this is, this is, I think the, one of the most annoying things about Conan in this movie is that he's a doofus, whereas in the first one he was just kind of a badass. He was super badass. He was. He just didn't need to say anything in the first one. This one, he's all over the show. I mean, we started, our introduction to Conan was him praying at a table. Right. At an altar. At an altar, yeah. covered in glitter for some reason. Like the one shot where it pulls over, I was like, why is he all glittery with Malik counting the gold in the corner? Which is not appropriate if this is an actual place to pray. Because what we'd like to believe is that Valer- that's where Valeria burned, I-, I assume. Oh, that's what he was trying well, to imply? I thought that's just what he was picturing. Because she said, look into it and picture what you're praying for. Yeah, but wasn't that, wasn't that where Valeria died? It definitely wasn't from it the first like movie. It. it did not look like it. But that's it. what they're implying. Or, I mean, let's face it, how messed up this could be. Maybe he took her remains and he burned them again. I think that really like sets up the, like, the, the superimposition. Like, and the camera angles that were chosen. Like, the whole the way that it was shot suddenly felt very tv compared to the very, very cinematic world of, of Conan, which felt huge, it felt dramatic, it felt big. And then we cut to this, which feels like a really bad episode of The Six Million Dollar Man. It was so 70s, but it was 1984. Yeah, it was very flat. Yeah, it had that 80s lighting where everything, yeah, yeah or like late 70s, you know, just flatness, right? Mm. Whenever, even when they'd come forward, you're like, oh, are you? Because it's so well lit. It's yeah. not good lighting, but it's well lit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everything's so heavily lit that there's no there's no sense of depth or texture to anything. Everything feels super flat and really. So to be fair, it fits with the script. Because <laughs> this uh, the script. How good was the first one? Jesus Christ! Yeah. I know we're really talking up. <laughs> if you actually listen to the episode, we both had a terrible time watching it. <laughs> I think it was just because I hadn't revisited it in so long, and still the length of it really threw me. Right. But. In terms of how it's shot and how it feels, it's big, it's dramatic, it's got a lot of 
um, drama just attached to how it's presented. Whereas this one, everything feels silly. Yeah, the, so the whole first scene, right, is the net party, where they just bring a hundred nets, <laughs> all right, and they just throw nets at Conan for about half an hour, and then they stop and they're like, hey, do you want to come to the palace? I can resurrect your girlfriend. It's like, she could have said that straight away, <laughs> and she would have saved like 20 of her elite guard from dying. No, she was testing him. Oh, to see if he was good to enough? To see if he was, yeah, strong oh. enough. That's a better reading than I had of it, yeah. Yeah, I felt like she was just throwing guys at him when they could have oh, yeah. actually attacked him. No, that makes way more sense. Maybe that's a secret to a good franchise. A great movie and then a shitty sequel to make the first one look better. Oh, yeah, yeah so that we remember it. Uh, I just defended Matrix mm -hmm. Reloaded. And Casino Oh, Royale. yeah. And what? Casino Royale. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Because Quantum of Solace was awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also how I date. All right, I give a, I give a, a <laughs> mediocre first date, but the second date is going to be awful. And then they're like, oh, maybe the first date wasn't that bad. Boom, third date. Now we've got a trilogy, Set at which point she does not need to see me again. The and then you though. do like the distant sequel like 20 yeah. years later. <laughs> 20 years later. Yeah, you up. <laughs> <laughs> That's my holidays in two words. <laughs> so we got, we got through this. We powered through the net scene. We had a horse punch in the first seven minutes. Yeah. Which seems excessive. If you're not familiar, Conan loves animal punching. It wasn't a punch, it was a hammer fist. Yeah, a hammer fist down on the head, which is terrible, because that's going to concuss that poor horse. It was a camel. What? Oh, you're talking about the camel later on. No, he punches a horse during the net fight. And then <laughs> oh, they do yeah, the callback yeah. to the camel, which he punched when he was on drugs in the first movie. So that's what that situation was which for no need. Weirdly messy. That was strangely messy for, for this movie. For the fact that we'd already punched a horse, which is a reference to him punching the camel. So now, two minutes later, he's, he sees the camel, and Malik apparently knows about it because they're just superimposing him to where Superkai was. That just made it confusing, because it's like, why do you know about the camel sitch? Well, the Conan tells everyone about the camel. The Conan was drugged up and punched a camel, and so that, that's why he hammer-fisted the poor camel, which was very justified in spitting at him, because it had done nothing to attack him <laughs> in the first movie. That's very true. Um, but this movie did not require any callbacks to the first movie. It was very unjustified. Yeah, it was alienating for people like myself who haven't seen... I was like, why is he punching a camel? Yeah, what is the... <laughs> now I know. <laughs> so they, but they go into the city, which is nice because we're progressing the narrative. Yeah. You know, we get the, we got some big sets, which are cool. I thought the temple was really cool. I love the peacocks. I think there was a, was it a jaguar in the background or, a, or maybe a panther? There's some kind of large cast in the background. Wasn't there like alligators along the steps as well? Was there? They got, they got some wildlife, all right. Yeah. But that was cool because it made it feel otherworldly. And, and considering this is like the Hyborian age of 10,000 years ago, it felt... It felt eclectic, and there's a lot of different cultures being yeah. represented. I, I liked it. I thought, the, I thought the set design was actually way more interesting than the camera was giving it. Yeah, like, like and it was a big set, too, because they use it all by the end. Mm. But they, in that first bit, they're just like, yeah, it's there. And <laughs> there was on. that weird, like, TV feel to the whole thing of, like, not presenting things in a, in a dramatic or big way. felt a yeah. little bit like they were trying to hide like they're like oh we didn't quite finish the set yeah. but it looked finished it looked <laughs> that was weird yeah there's got like this really perfectionist art department who are like no no it's not good, it's not good. we can't I just don't even show it <laughs> or they set it and it, they're like they built it and it's all finished and then the lighting came in and they're like whoa 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 we, we built this for a movie like it's meant to be like give it some arc to the lighting give it some depth and shadows and the lighting guy's like flat it's all flat light the whole thing up 
we'll know that it's polystyrene then. And then we got to the, what is it? She does the, hey, we need you to do these things. You got blah, 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 setting the intention. We got to introduce the niece. She wakes up from her bad dream. Mm-hmm. British for some reason. And she's a virgin. Yeah. Yep. And that's very important because they say it like three times. And it's very important for us yeah. to remember. They, they made the, a 15-year-old sexuality very important to the plus of the film. <laughs> but they really don't mention it that much during the film. Yeah, I thought like... Arnie was going to sleep with her. I was like, okay, this is where this is going. That he's like going to take her. The only positive was that Conan had no interest in her at all. Yeah. That they're like, we can't send her out with Conan. Don't let her go out with Conan. (laughs) And then she's like, holy cow, have you seen Conan? And Conan's like, I miss my (laughs) ex-girlfriend. She died. And she's like, but I'm right here. And he's like, that's terrific. For a child. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm a woman. He's like, I don't think so. Look at the warriors. I kind of like Grace Jones, but... But mm. she's, she's no Valeria? Valeria. <laughs> That's like a trope, though, the virgin sacrifice. It is. Can't just be like, yeah, we're going to sacrifice some lady. I find the odd thing about this, this movie, though, is that it presented it as a sexual being in the first few scenes that we see her, and then continues to infantilize her as we go through the movie. Mm. So you're like, oh, so she's a child. That's why her virginity is important, because she's a child. <laughs> she should be left alone. Well, so, she's, yeah, you should feel like you don't need to rub it in. I feel like, yeah, she's a child, so obviously she's yeah. a virgin. <laughs> yeah, that it's very yeah. weird to... Which I, I'm so glad that it was not brought up or part of the story, because <laughs> this movie would not have benefited from that. No. You know, like, it was perfectly okay for her to be into Conan, because firstly, she's barely seen anyone, and secondly, what a magnificent specimen of a human being. Mm. Also, he's barely wearing any clothes for the whole movie. But that's the thing is it could have been played as adorable and that it just didn't bother leaning into that enough. Yes, yeah, yeah. Is that it could have been like that, like, oh, you're a child. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll agree with that. That scene was good when the um, when she sent the little princess away with the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the big black guy. And they're <laughs> like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? It is. No, it's Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain. I thought it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, he was in Enter the Dragon. Although there I goes half of my material. Anyways, <laughs> saying, I had so many plans yeah. to talk about Kung Fu. No, anyways, when they sent him away, I'm like, now we've got some tension. We're going to send this little chick away who's never seen any guys before with two hunks, and then one guy's job is just cock blocking. Yeah, that was yeah. Like half yeah if they'd like, written that let, in. Yeah, yeah, don't let them. Uh. His job was to cock block her, but he just didn't need to do it because Conan had no interest at all. Which, not really a surprise, considering he's on a quest to resurrect his true love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't even consider that. Like, yeah. sacrifice, sacrifice everything to bring back the woman you love. Oh, they had that real sweet sick burn right at the top of when her and Wilt Chamberlain were riding. Where she's like, ooh, and uh, what is it? Um, he, he was like, how many, she says, how many times have I seen a man? A real man. All I've seen is you. Oh, <laughs> shit. No, because he's a eunuch. Wait, is that what? covered? Wait, was was that established? In Wikipedia it was. Oh. <laughs> oh. That is very disappointing because I feel like that character got laid. Yeah. <laughs> also, Will Chamberlain, I think, claimed to have slept with 20,000 women. Yeah. He's, he's, uh... That was a really cool thing. How, yeah, how did I get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> that was the really cool thing about about Will Chamberlain though, was that he he genuinely made Arnie look small. Yeah. Because he was such a giant beast. Not in guy. this movie. None of the shots were set up. No, there was one in the um they're running through the caves. Way yeah. later on. You're yeah. in, like an hour fifteen in before you go, hold up. How big <laughs> is that dude? 
No, that's true. But no, the, I think it was more of a known thing, though. He was like world famous. Everyone kind of just saw him and was like, ah, yes, Kareem Abdul-Chamberlain. You, you still, but you still like you don't, you don't hire The Rock and then put him in one of those novelty sumo suits. They had this massive guy in like loose fitting, like the big furs, mm. and then all of the shots were like mid close ups and things like that. They never had just one shot of him just standing next to Conan because that one shot for the whole movie would have set this amazing vibe of hey Arnie is strong this guy's a beast this guy is a giant yeah. because he yeah. is there's a shot there's a photo I've seen must be from the set of this I think it's Wilt Chamberlain and Andre the Giant like holding up Arnold Schwarzenegger but like off the ground yeah and he's not even up to like their heads yeah and also for the record Central Intelligence they do put the rock in a big um, fat suit <laughs> <laughs> But for a flashback, right? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, like you wouldn't spend the whole... Like, that's the thing. I kept oh, yeah. waiting for him to, like, take it off and be like... You're, although he's a uh, basketball player, and he was in... He was 48, I think, when he shot this. Wasn't he a football player? Basketball. World champion. Oh. World champion, yeah. He uh, holds the record for the only person ever to score 100 points in a game before three points were introduced. Oh, interesting. Which is amazing, because that record can never be taken away from him. Yeah. Right? Because... That's the best kind of record. Three points people. exist. Yes. Yeah. Now. Yeah, it's like when people say like um, the the Guinness record for like first to do this. So it's not a record. You just you're just the first one to do it. Think of doing it. You just did a thing. Yeah, first person to cut my hand off and eat it. I'm in. I'm in. So we we're moving forward. We're meeting. Uh, we're going back to re meet up with Akiro. Yep. Um, so for people who didn't see the first movie, Akiro is this amazing wizard who's deep and powerful and lives on a hill in the desert. Uh, and he's an incredibly spiritual and softly spoken chronicler who helps Conan. Also, oh. also an incredibly powerful mage. Like, incredible, brought Arnie back to life. That's yeah, he resurrected him in the first movie. Wow. Um, That's how powerful of a wizard he is. But if you were to happen to slap on, uh, you know, full body zinc uh, and, you know, jump around in the woods, then totally eat him before killing him. Mm. It was very weird introduction to this super powerful sorcerer to have him on a spit. It was, was zany. It was yeah. very zany. Although it was one of the few lines of dialogue that was actually good in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun line. I need you. I'm yours. That's all we needed. That is all we needed. No more. No more. They rock on through. They go and um, head to the city, um, which barely looked like a city. It was like the burnt out town. Oh, the shanty town place. Shanty yeah. town. Where but they went past the really cool mammoth skeleton. Oh, I didn't tag that. The mammoth skeleton? Did no one see the mammoth skeleton? It was cool. Mm-hmm. Was it a matte painting? No, it was, it was actually a big model, which I thought was kind of fun because it, it was in the foreground. And I thought, that's cool. Walk past it. And then he showed it again, oh, which yeah, is yeah. a bit lazy. I thought, it was, I thought it was like a mirage sort of scene when it showed it in the distance. Yeah, no, they were in yeah. the distance and you had this bit. It was probably yeah. like a, a small, it was, it was false Ooh, perspective. They cut from like jungle that. to desert. Yeah. You know, sort of but you saw like this mouse chasm, which I thought was cool because it really set the time and place a little bit. <laughs> so they're, they're in Burnout City. We meet uh, Zula. Zula, yeah. And it is Grace Jones kicking some ass. Um, She's it, great. That's the thing, like Grace Jones, like you only really get to enjoy her in this and um, is it Living Daylights? But she, was, um, she plays across Christopher Walken in a Bond movie. And she's fantastic. Grace Jones is such an interesting, just looking person. She has such a strange physicality, and and him like she's so happy to bare her teeth because she feels like a punk artist from the eighties, which is because that's what she is. Yeah, she was really rock and roll in this. Like mm. she was just and uh, she's a singer. 
She must. She talk was about when she hospitalized those stuntmen. Because so yeah. many. She took it way too seriously. <laughs> so seriously. She bit Wilt Chamberlain's ear. Yes. They had, they had a horrible time. They hated each other. What is it? That he had to keep telling her to. Uh, Wilt had to keep telling her to turn down her boombox. Yeah. No. <laughs> Never a more eighties statement was made. Um, but there was there there was a cool back and forth two lines between Conan and the princess here. Where uh, she's like, Conan, there are, there are six of them against her. And Conan does the one, two, three, I think you're right. <laughs> Which was, I liked it because it was like somewhere halfway between what the script should have been. Yeah, I, but that's the thing is, I don't know who that was a, played as a joke for. Was that, ha, Conan's dumb? Or was that Malik's dumb for pointing it out? I didn't. Or is it like they they didn't trust like the sexism of the audience, so they're like, "Oh, we need to hear it from a man." Yeah, how many people are there? Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was honestly all he had to do was look at them, pause for a moment, and shrug, and then smile and nod, and we would have got it. I know. I knew that was supposed to be a funny line. I just didn't get what was supposed to be funny about it. Yeah, there's no. There was like, oh, is he? Yeah, like. Also, there were way more than six of them. Oh, there's loads? So, the so then the whole line is thrown oh. away as soon as we cut back to it, where it's like, oh, she's not right. No, she's around about like 30 people who all seem want to Or I think it was supposed to build tension for his next, for the chain of actions, what he did next. Oh, when he jumped in and cut her, uh, cut her loose? Yeah, when she said, go help her. And he goes, okay, and then cuts her loose, Damn. as opposed to just straight helping her. Yeah, he did not. He he helped he helped the situation, but he didn't really help her. <laughs> He's like, here's more mobility. I think that was the whole point to be like, she's a warrior. She can obviously fight. Let's mm. see if she can actually fight. And also, she, she seemed like the type where if he helped her out too much, she'd be like, I got this. I, I read that, that that he was letting her die a, a warrior's death. Oh, that, yeah. That's how I read it. Yeah, that he's like, at least if it's a fair fight. If yeah. they can defeat her, then they can defeat her. Yeah, that's how I read it. Yeah, because it wasn't his place to save her. What, she was at fault. She oh, did and, raid the town. Entirely. No, but I thought that's what the princess was telling Arnie to do, to go and save her. Yes. And he's like, I'll just make it more of a fair fight. But the princess, yeah, that was his. it was his compromise. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I think, yeah, she can die the warrior's death, you know, like, because she does kind of deserve to die. She got caught raiding <laughs> a town. For all we know, she was murdering and, you know, stealing. And to be entirely fair, Conan has no place of judgment on that when he is uh, essentially a thief. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has devolved into a thief yeah. at the, in this movie. I think it's like a I think it's worth saying. He destroys nothing except <laughs> gravity around heavy doors I'm in this movie. <laughs> the original name for the, the original title for this movie was Conan King of Thieves. That makes sense. Which would have made so much more sense for the whole plot of the movie. Oh, but would have made that that Robin Hood movie very confusing. <laughs> later on. And the, um, King the Aladdin King. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, this is very... We were told Conan was the king. The one thing that Conan should never, ever do is bop two people's heads together. That is that is something that exists in dumb movies yeah. and kid movies. Conan should never bop people's heads together because it's not a thing people do. Mm, just Conan shouldn't do anything that has the term bop involved in it. <laughs> shouldn't play bop it. <laughs> shouldn't oh, yeah. sing kids bop. <laughs> he shouldn't sing oom bop. <laughs> Conan, he, he cuts off people's heads. That's what he does. He barely did that. I noticed his sword was blunt because he was doing bopping on heads with his sword oh. at some point. I was like, "Is this, how unsharpened is his sword that he can bop someone on the head with it? That's not how it works. You cleave a head. But you don't bop a head. <laughs> it's the difference between like the TMNT uh, comic books to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. 
That's, yes. That's like that shift that happens, which is like, oh, is either make this a full on kids movie and make it a fun kids movie or just don't. But they did that on purpose, right? They did. Uh, yeah, yeah, like they tried to make this more accessible in the hopes of getting more money. So we <laughs> made it to the castle by the lake. Where oh, which was, looked awful. It was not not a good matte painting sitting on a lake. And the gang had been joined by the... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. Z- uh, oh, yeah Zula she's... joined them. Yeah. Because uh, Conan um, stopped um, Barbaduke from... Well, that's, you know, when people took blood off seriously. She really just was like, yep, he saved my life, I'm in. Which yeah, was people great. don't take Blood Oath seriously enough anymore, do they? They just don't. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, so Zula's the, at the castle. The awful Mac castle um, with, with the, uh, the one-eyed wizard. It, it, that role uh, went to Pat Roach, is the actor who plays that. And this is the like curveball role, right? In a Conan or one of these movies where you bring in like a... Shakespearean a, solid actor. Yes. And then let Pat do the monster. Like Pat Roach was great as that big old pink nipple monster. He did fine. Um, but as the wizard, he was just a little bit weird and uh, like he did a lot of arching yeah he did yeah <laughs> there's a lot of hand stuff a lot but of... I also couldn't tell if he was good or evil no that was confusing like it did you, uh... he was evil he kidnapped the um... he did but you didn't know prior to that what, what his yes once he kidnapped her you knew oh, but he before was protecting that protecting the um... yeah all, for all we knew he was protecting this thing that we were told not to touch not to touch hmm. no touchy yeah but then, then he manifested a cartoon bird which was uh, yeah. I guess I grew up with the the rotoscoped uh, Hobbit movie. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, so this was very nostalgic for me because it felt like something out of that, where it was like, oh, it's just a drawn-on bird thing. <laughs> I think like we had a little bit of that rotoscoping animation in the first Conan movie, which was cool because it was like the ghost spirits who tried to take uh, Arnie to the underworld, oh, and they were ripped. They, all, <laughs> all these little ghost spirits that had like. Abs. Yeah, crazy abs and crazy delts. But, um, but the ghost bear just wasn't good enough. I think I, th- I just think it looked too much like a cartoon. Right. I, yeah. th- I think that rotoscope and stuff can work. Like you see it in um, in Ghostbusters, which came out maybe two or three years later. It came um, out in 1984 as well, wasn't it? Which? Ghostbusters 84. I was 84. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad year for this to come out. That has only made this look worse. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. is like you have good quality, like, road scope and animation, and you have this weird cartoon beds, which just looks silly. More, more fog. That was the issue. Yeah. Just slam that fog in yeah. there. Double down on the fog, and then we'll be like, oh, is that? Is, that a, is there a bird in there? Yeah, or do like a Jason and the Argonauts kind of miniatures sort of thing. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah, fine would, with some stop motion. I would yeah. love some Harryhausen. But that's the thing is, so we, we go from, okay, so she gets kidnapped and then they seem to end up on a Disney ride to go over to the island. Yeah. This like really dumb <laughs> green screened, Just, which was another <laughs> doubling down of Malik being like, I'm not coming with you. I'm going to stay here. Oh, I'm coming with you. And we're like, we honestly don't care. You're not an interesting <laughs> character to have it at any point in this movie. He did deliver it all like that. Now that, now that you mention it, I really do recognize that he delivered all of it in this dumb Cagney whisper thing is so dumb. Just like Pritzi. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, it was a, it was a little handy. Yeah, just take away the Yiddish. <laughs> and you've got him. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was annoying. But yeah, it was, he ends up in like this weird, like, very... Every rock there feels very light. Everything kind of feels like... It. It should be at a Disney park somewhere in the 70s. I felt like you could see a smoke machine if you looked hard enough. (laughs) Just a guy with a fan standing behind a smoke machine trying to go inside and it's a hall of mirrors. With with like with like 
technology that allows things to move up and down. And it's like, how is that functioning? Hales. <laughs> this is 10,000 BC. Why is a mirror? It was magic. It was, it was magic. magic. This movie had so much magic that I cared so little about. Like, like everything that they came to. And all the magic was grunt based. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, if you needed to do any magic here, here, I will whisper the spell to you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he opened a door. Oh, well yeah. done. It just needs to be like a vague <laughs> Japanese inflection. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he had that. And this is where I, I give this wizard true props because he doubled down on high risk investment. <laughs> he got a whole bunch of highly breakable mirrors and left them as his one weakness. Like how many people had he defeated in this, in this a room where every wall is a mirror? How many people can he defeat before one of them accidentally breaks a mirror? Yeah. He just surrounds himself with his weakness. The weird thing is that whole scene was influenced by Enter the Dragon, which did it in a really, obviously if you've seen Enter the Dragon, it's a very cool way where it's all about the, the, um, the deception of, of where he is at any one time. Ah. And then in this movie, it's like, well, the monster's in front of you all the time and his reflections. It's like, <laughs> it, I don't know. I don't know what he was going for. It was... But that costume was awful. Like, the, the mask was awful. The design of it was just weak. Really weak <sighs> He kept lazy. that velvet cape in there for the whole time, though. <laughs> A sweet red velvet cape. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like they went to the store and they were like, we want a monster costume and we only have 60% of the money to pay for it. And they went, great, we'll give you, we'll just do the Here's middle mask, down the front. <laughs> Here's Red Riding Hood's thing and we're checking a couple of mirrors. Boom. And then we'll wrestle. Because yeah. it was completely wrestling based. Oh yeah, like, but that was the thing. It was like incredibly wrestling based. And then it was just a lot of watching him smash windows. And like, he had, like they, they, made, they filmed him smashing every single one. And then shoulders it. It's like, we get it. After he did three, I'm, 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 I get the gist. Yeah, did no one want to take the mirrors home from the shoot? They're like, look, these mirrors are only leaving here in pieces. Everyone gets to smash one. It was very, very strange. This was an exhausting scene for me. It was exhausting. That's the only word for it. And, and her being asleep through the whole thing. Which you didn't, which was never established whether it was magic sleep. Or oh, it's magic sleep. You can't sleep through that many mirror breaks. I've tried. I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing from that from that whole mess that I don't want to gloss over is um, when Zula got out of the water and her tail swooped and it made a little jingly sound effect. That was weird and felt slightly inappropriate. It felt vaguely like I don't know. Yeah, because she shook her tail feather. Right? Yeah, like yeah. she has, she's got a furry tail on, which is perfectly fine. Do you, Zula? I'm not going to criticize your uh, awesome outfit. Fairies are a thing now. Right. It's fine. She was just but then when time. she shook her butt, which clearly someone had told her to do when she got out of the water, because no actor is making that choice. <laughs> All right. No, it's not like the editor went, hey, she shook her butt when she got out of the water. That's hilarious. Let's throw like a little like jingle, whoa, jingle. jingle, jingle in here. Ugh. Awful. <laughs> Bad choices. Oh, but we did this, all of this climax, okay? It all came up to one exciting moment. Guys, it was the movie's first crom. Ah, yeah. And so when she picked up the jewel, he let out a sweet crom, which has a soft spot for me in my childhood because I grew up with that being an awesome, like, crom. This movie, not so much. No. Like, because in his thing, in the first movie, he's like, it's like, yes, crom. In this movie, he's like, oh, she picked up a jewel. Crom. That's not how that works. Yeah. Oh, disappointing. It was, <laughs> but then the uh, castle fell apart because that's how these movies work. Yeah, everything uh, falls apart. Otherwise, there's no urgency to them leaving. <laughs> yeah, I know. Imagine them slowly leaving a place. Just setting up a civilization. They just be like, oh, maybe with 
this? Yeah, does the filmmaker okay. think that like we're like, why didn't they just stay? But apparently we needed that for the urgency of them rushing out and avoiding very like light boulders dropping <laughs> down. Oh, we have the horse fight. Horse the royal fight. guard turn up and oh no, the royal guard are oh, here. Oh, but the fun bit of that is um, Thor turns up. That's Hammer Guy? Hammer Guy? Hammer Guy from, from the first Conan is the guy who tries to grab the girl. Oh, who's also tell. Arnie's stunt double? Arnie's stunt double, because you can tell because he's the other like equally beefy guy up top. Yeah, I saw that in Wikipedia, but I was like, I don't remember seeing that guy in the movie. Yeah, no, he's the one who tries to grab the girl. And they yeah. have quite a good look. That sword fight wasn't that bad. I thought it was quite well choreographed. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, the horse sword fight? Yeah, the one when they're on the ground and they have like a little melee. Yeah. They start on horses. Yes, yeah. yeah. I so, tuned yeah. out because they were on the horses for too Jousting. long. <laughs> <Yeah>. Horse <laughs> fighting is not exciting to me because I spend the whole time going, these horses don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. Like with, with humans fighting, I'm like, I get it. This is what humans do. We're awful and we fight. But horses, I'm like, just get off the horses and let them go and be horses. Let them just go eat grass. Let them go and eat grass. Some guy on the side who's got his arm up and he's going to throw his arm down and the horse is going to fall over at the right time. Oh, the horse fell a little weird, so now we have to murder it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Horse lives matter. Horse lives matter. Um, <laughs> was this when we first got the sense that Wilt might, not, might be a bad guy? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is when Arnie was like, Hey, this is the Queen's God. No. And that was about it. Yeah, that's I think it. I think that's what the scene was for. I but guess. then he got drunk to, which was a very unconan like thing, then, right? Yeah, just took Con- away the whole tough guy thing. When he got drunk and he just lost all his inhibitions and just started slurring his speech and everything. And he, he also was like, oh, I suspect a double cross. I better get drunk and lower my guard. <laughs> that's none. Uh, there was a, some really good comedy writing in here, though. Lot on your knife. Oh, because he's so drunk, he got them switched around. Mm-hmm. Not on your life. And then she, he, but this is the good part of that was, though, that she's like hitting on him. And she's like, oh, what are you into? And he's like, oh, like Zula, but not Zula. Like, probably like the woman I'm trying to resurrect. Like, mostly her. Mostly the yeah, woman. He, he just, every hint is just going over his head. Yeah. That she's trying to give him. Yeah, even when he's like teaching her how to use the sword and she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Classic and move. Classic. Classic move. But the move is normally the reverse, right? The no- move is normally him being like, oh, let me show you how to use yeah. the sword. Whereas he's like, you're stupid. This is how you use a sword, <laughs> you idiot. You would never have to do this with a warrior woman. Like my girlfriend I'm trying to resurrect. <laughs> Can't do that move in 2018. <laughs> the old wraparound arm be like, this is how you swing the golf club. Um, the thief tried to explain to um, the princess how sex works. I, I, I thought that was kind of funny. I feel like he has never gotten laid. Like, <laughs> it felt not. like he understood less about how sex worked than she did. I thought it was kind of funny though. I like this umming and ahhing and then how do you think flowers grow? Which is, I thought was a great like step out of it. How do you think flowers grow? <laughs> it sounds like stamens and pollen. Yeah, I think we use the birds and the bees because they're closer to human nature. Oh, and he tried to hit on the Zulu. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was creepy. Wait, that was creepy. Rubbing her thigh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we did the, like, hey, I'm rubbing <laughs> And she's like, oh, my wound's lower than that. He's like, yeah, I just don't want to spread an infection. <laughs> oh, Malik, you are an infection. Gross. Let me cover your wound. Um, so then they're, they're on their way back to the castle, right, is the narrative we've been sold? I think so. And then she's like, wait, 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 we need to go through Plot Device Valley. <laughs> Like, there's no reason for them to go through this weird valley that we understand. But then the temple's in there, which apparently was always part of their journey. Mm. 
where they were getting the horn. And I was like, oh, there's a horn? I guess that was covered earlier. I didn't know. Yeah, that was the thing. It was like it was following her kind of like psychic powers. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but Akiro (laughs) did some magic, which was awesome. He cast a mini fireball. Um, to light a torch. Yeah, that was <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't remember any of this. Uh, yeah, I've developed an ability to, like, watch movies, but not, like, take them in. <laughs> like, because I had to watch so many shitty movies for mine. Oh, we demand that you absorb all of this terribleness. <laughs> There's this a bit is... that I want to talk about. Is, what was Malik's uh, little habit of swallowing gems? Oh, to save them for later. Yeah, I know, I, I get that, but... <laughs> Why? No one's going to take them off him. He, you I don't know that. Captured. Yeah. If he gets captured, they're going to search him, but they're not searching his tum-tum. That, and that dragon skull, the, the big like stone dragon skull. With the mouth that opened? Yeah. That looked dumb. That really looked dumb. <laughs> you know, because okay. like, like the one in Game of Thrones, as a, a pop culture reference that probably most people can get, is like that dragon skull looks cool because it looks like the skeletal head of a dragon. Mm-hmm. As this looks like a silly... Turtle. Silly. Yeah, that's like, like a, a turtle or shop. Oh, I thought it was a frog when I was a kid. Ah, oh, I was thinking frog. <laughs> yeah, I, was thinking thought, frog. I thought it was a, a frog's face when I was, I was a thinking kid. frog. But this was, that was the big gate, that was the heavy door that yeah. they had to get to after uh, Bombata and Conan muscle open the other door. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then they have to open another door. But and then, speaking of the the Mother of Dragons stuff, the the bit where she was walking through the fire. Oh, she Daenerys the fuck out of there. <laughs> well, actually looked quite good. I don't know how they like they oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it genuinely looked like she walked through fire. And yeah. I thought, ah, that's impressive. Maybe she just did. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, and this was this was our second crom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a much more earned crom, mm. but also mm. still him doing crom at her just doing like one of her feats. <laughs> yeah. Crom. Yeah, I'm walking through fire. You knew I was gonna do it. And the, the most, so here's what went through my mind when they were leaving: is I was like, I was so sure that the place was gonna start crumbling. Yeah, just just again. And I was like, oh, thank God that they're just casually leaving a place. And then, boom, surprise cult. Yep. And they're just like, oh, we've never been mentioned before. This isn't like Indiana <laughs> Jones where there was one shot of over our shoulder of us watching or some like nods to us in the background earlier in the movie. They've never been mentioned. We have no <laughs> idea who these people are. I thought I missed something. They came in with all this, nope. like, all this stuff had been set up. The Guardians of the Horn yeah. and Jazz Hands. Well, where were they? When they were supposed to be guarding, all they did was push open the door and come in. <laughs> they just yeah. waited for it to take in, like, yeah. no, put it back now. <laughs> yeah, stop them before they get in. That's an easier way to guard the horn. Yeah. Oh, There's that. 40 of us, yet we're not going to send two guys to just stand at the secret entrance mm. exit at the back. But oh. they were clearly watching. All of his magical hand stuff felt so improvised. Yeah, he was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing some hand stuff and that's happening. He was doing great. He was the twist like, I'm an actor and I'm going to act. <laughs> which was completely thrown under the bus as soon as his uh, guard 42 stepped forward. Yeah, and did, give us the girl or we'll take her. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, who gave their nephew a line in this movie? <laughs> he had a weird peace sign. Did you see when he said, we come in peace? He did like... Oh, he, oh, did yeah, he was doing it. Two, I, don't, I don't know how to explain that. This audio podcast. Machine. It's like a peace gesture, but turn your hands together and make them meet in the middle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm, and then touch your thumbs. <laughs> so they had uh, they showed down. Oh, oh, this was nice because everyone in this movie knew who Conan was straight away. Mm. This was the first time someone was like, who are you? He's like, Conan. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of you. That's cool. 
Oh, before they before they move on, what is it? Someone's like, enough talk, and they fight. And I was like, oh, that was me the whole movie. <laughs> enough talk. Yeah, Bombata, which was great that there was actually no exposition here. Bombata just turned around and went, oh, I can fuck up the ceiling. <laughs> and then he just smashed up the ceiling a bit. Yeah, I like that, but it was kind of building. You're like, oh, when is he actually going to try and kill? Because uh, he was supposed to kill him as soon as they got the initial jewel thing. Mm. So I was like, yeah. oh, it's coming, it's coming. Then. The expert, oh, it's the leader. He's a wizard. We know. We've seen him wizard. Yeah, Hilarious. Yeah, and the guy had like his little notification wrist things where he's just like, ding, ding. Oh, you have mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, which, well, which I wonder if he brought that as well, where he's just like, these are all the things that I'm adding to this. Like, he's the one, yeah, he's the one guy who's sitting in his trailer going, what can I add? How can I bring more to this? What's my choice? Ding, ding. And yeah. then him and Akiro. <laughs> They have a telekinetic wizard off. Yeah, they wizard <laughs> off. Kind of lift and shut the mouth of the Which dragon. is always fun to watch. Two yeah. people groaning each other. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's oh favourite bit of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh, the little frog thing closed. Oh, okay. I guess they get to go. Um, so we jumped around a little bit there. She didn't notice at all, really, that Conan and everyone have been ditched, which is no. fair. Yeah. Um, my only issue with this is, and this is going to completely go against what I said earlier about horses. <laughs> if you're going to try and make an escape and leave people to die, you kill their horses, right? Yeah. Or you slap them on the butt and, yeah. yeah, they run off. That's the, oh, But that's not the villainy way. Way, right, yeah. right. That's the. But it's the PG destroyer. It's way. the PG destroyer way. It's like you slap the horse on the because they get out and they their horses are just there and they're like, hey, you want to pursue? Yeah, all right. Oh god, we're so close. So close. We're so close. And then maybe the the queen, she had this amazing like raven dress. Like, there's like a bird on her chest. Mm. Ah, then, yeah, looked like which, which looked really cool for like yeah. three seconds. And then the next scene, she's in a different outfit. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, oh, that was such a cool like weird vision. I wonder if like it ripped or something. Like it was a beautiful. Oh. dress dress and then like just turning in a way and it wasn't yeah. quite made and they're like fuck it just Can't throw in another it. dress yeah that's, that's so the kind of thing that would happen yeah. on this film where they're just like ah yeah. no one wanted it yeah did we not make a backup of this no of course not <laughs> we made one that's all we had time for we were too busy putting more lights yeah. in yeah. I was going to notice this for another 20 years when they have a podcast <laughs> Conan did his feat of strength when he bent the bars yeah. but in perfect Conan the Destroyer fashion it was completely undercut by everyone talking over it <laughs> I genuinely thought that was played quite well I thought that was that was underplayed and it kind of had like a comedic bend to it. Yeah. Well, I just assume he's gonna do it. No, they were just chatting uh, as if like, oh well, what are we gonna do? And Conan's just like, oh, I'll just fucking do this. I'm just gonna <laughs> tear these things open. This is literally what I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, what is it? Bombata tried to Mike Tyson Conan. He's yeah. To All the him. while with uh, reusing the orgy music from the first movie. Yes, they uh, in the original they had beautiful sweeping shots of like a weird like uh, fried chicken cult. eyes wide shut sex cult orgy. Yeah. Uh, but a really long, slow, and you know this one they were like four seconds of the shot at the cult <laughs> thing and they spoke over it yeah. but it was the same soundtrack so if you'd seen the first movie it was like here we go and then, oh. but it wasn't trying to emote the same feeling or it was, it was odd odd choice of music there. odd choice of music jumping to Cthulhu oh okay I, I liked him <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought he looked cool I thought, not bad he was a decent Fine. monster yeah nothing to write home about <laughs> But consider what happened previously in the movie. Yeah, guy, he was an okay guy in suit. Yeah. 
He had like the vagina mouth, which you know all men are intrinsically scared of. Mm. <laughs> no, so what happened was they were supposed to make the virgin sacrifice, but then the heroes ran and stopped the sacrifice. Didn't stop the sacrifice, slowed it down. Yeah, well, slowed it and down. The, and and the, the big evil was like, well, this isn't going to happen, so I'm just going to manifest mm. as this thing. No, I thought, well, according to the Wikipedia, that happened because <laughs> the uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar eunuch died and he became the sacrifice and he was an evil person that's why it became Wait. manifested as an evil oh that would have been good sort of thing oh if that was explained i would have really liked <laughs> yeah, that, that was not in the movie that no. we saw oh yeah that would have been a great yeah if someone had killed him in a like sacrificial manner summary. and then it was some but that, that makes definitely so was not mm. communicated at all i know that's what i thought and i was like eh. that works so much better and explains mm. why it looked like it did yeah oh, it so huge. it's kind of cool you can do that with wikipedia just go make your movie better than the plot summary. <laughs> yeah. like, this is what we actually meant <laughs> yeah unless you're george lucas at which point you'd be like here's four pages on <laughs> <laughs> Midichlorians. Oh, here's some more backstory on Jar Jar Binks you were all looking for. Yeah, well, he doesn't change the Wikipedia, he just changes the movie. Yeah, that, which is, <laughs> some argue, much worse. Oh. Um, Magical yeah, force? No. Weird pseudoscience. Yay. Yeah, let's poorly edit out Darth Vader's eyebrows. <laughs> and so they did Andre the Giant. This is his role, right? He, cameo. Yeah. He, he was, um, he was Dagos. 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 Who could tell because Arnie's the one saying stuff? <laughs> I had to Google that it was Malik. Malik. <laughs> I did the same thing in my notes he's always referred to as Mari <laughs> during that fight though the bit where Arnie um, rips off the horn yeah genuinely disgusting that was pretty that gross was, that was gross because it was like 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 tendons and shit yeah they did well on that yeah. and that, then when it slops down and it's just like oozing it was gross it was mm. genuinely gross so that basically that was the end right yep. is they ripped the thing off it and then we did like a nice good cut to prize giving yeah the pri- <laughs> yeah yeah end uh. of, a, end of a, a new hope everyone yeah. gets a, a little award yeah it's like you Malik the thief you can be my fool it's like, oh, okay. Which I love that it felt like um, a weird, like, one-sided game of, uh, like, playground, like, softball or rugby, yeah. where she's where she's like, I, I, I choose Malik to be on my team. And Malik looks at Arnold and uh, looks at Conan, <laughs> and Conan's like, all right, she needs you on her team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Zula, you, you'd be great on my team. And he's like, all right, Zula, you can. She, Zula's the only one who actually had to nod to him, <laughs> right? Like, because she had made an oath. Yeah, I if, you know. Well, Akiro has just... But Akiro's not saying he won't be there. Hmm? But Akiro never... He never traveled with Conan anyway. He was going to... Like, the adventure was over. Akiro was going to go back to getting eaten by cannibals or something crazy. But it was that weird... It was a weird, like, oh, you know, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. (laughs) And then Arnold was like, I don't believe in in cars. I'm not joining the party. Which was great, because nobody wanted him to join. I I like the, the little kiss as well, because it was so... It was so clearly one-sided. Yeah. Arnie just didn't even move at all and just <laughs> kind of left, let it happen. It was like, nah. Oh, my God. That was Conan the Destroyer. Thank you both for going through that with us. That's a long... That was. Uh, or I feel like we talked longer about that than I actually watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take a short... Mike is going to play some delightful music for you, and then it might not be. It'll probably just be that weird... Uh, orgy music again. That weird, yeah. <laughs> like, fried chicken orgy music. Uh, we'll be back in a second. Starting off with uh, Hostile Trivia. Hostile Trivia, baby. 
So there's a whole bunch of great trivia about this movie. Some of it we've already covered because we like talking and people know things, which is great and very positive. Um, so a piece of trivia that I'm going to throw out there is eventually Schwarzenegger's three-movie Conan contract expired and the idea was later refashioned into 1997's Cull the Conqueror, starring Kevin Sorbo, who I think is terrific. Um, Kevin Sorbo is great. Uh, Cull happened to be a character based on another Pulp Fiction series by Conan creator Robert E. Howard. You know who Kevin Sorbo is? Hercules. TV's Hercules. TV's Hercules. Ah. Which is a fun um, callback to, uh, to, Ar- to Keegan's episode. Yeah, as opposed to Arnie's Hercules. <laughs> but yeah, like this this film really thought it was going to get a sequel, by like judging by the ending. To its detriment. Yeah. How yeah. he's like, ah, Conan went off to his next adventure. In yeah. cinemas. And they were lazier about it this time than the first one. So the right. first one that also finishes with him on the throne leaning and looking old. And they were like, but that is a story for another day. Uh, and the second one was like, oh, but we'll see you soon. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. you won't. Yeah, I mentioned in the last uh, podcast, but um, the Conan series was meant to be a franchise like the Bond films, yeah. where it's going to continue like with a new Conan film every one or two years, which obviously didn't happen. And definitely didn't happen when they tried to reboot it with Aquaman. Yeah. And then there, there was talk of like a Legend of Conan. Yeah, so this is the next bit of trivia. Oh. Um, oh. Sorry, I Great segue. I'm twice. Um, the original director, John Milieu, came close to making a third Conan movie with, with Schwarzenegger in 2002. Uh, his script was entitled King Conan, Crown of Iron. But I could, like that title. It's also the original uh, director who obviously had way more vision than this guy. And it was going to be directed by the Wachowskis, which would have been really... Because this is... Two, the Matrix! Yeah. yeah. This is 2002. This is like just after the Matrixes had done the thing. and They don't have a good history back, with the Back when they were still sequels. the Wachowski brothers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now they're just the Wachowskis. But it got scrapped because uh, Arnie became the governor of California and got busy. Damn it. Yeah, we were robbed. We were robbed. I think oh, wait, he's back in, he, but he's wor- he's working on a script for, um, or someone's working on a script for the new Conan, right? Yeah. Well, I think as look it up. Um, it, like as recent as like June to twenty seventeen, um, it was officially scrapped. I well, think. we'll see. But it was like, but, and then I think Arnie since has been like, yeah, it's not happening. Okay, well, but, but yeah. what about triplets? Is that still on the move? That's still that's, that's still going oh here. I need that. <laughs> You've no idea how much I need that movie. So unlike the movie Titanic, where all of the cold breath uh, was digitally added in later, which is terrific, and uh, a side spoiler is the same breath that was used. They took it and used it in Fight Club in the penguin scene. It's the same breath from Titanic. Yes. Um, because they digitally captured, you know, created all that breath. We didn't have that technology way back when Conan the Destroyer was being made for barely any money. Um, so what they did is they used the super advanced technology of uh, getting the actors to put dry ice in their mouth <laughs> so that when they breathed out, the dry ice came out. Now, of course, those of you who are familiar with dry ice is very dangerous to to cold. the touch. It's, it's, very you can't, cold. it's very cold. You can't touch it. Definitely don't want it on your tongue or anywhere weird like that. So they made little metal cages to go in their mouths so that they could put the dry ice on there, which I do not know who gave the insurance to this company. (laughs) Who who is letting Grace Jones put a metal cage with dry ice in it in her mouth? What a bizarre thing to do to try and go... Oh, so weird. Just it worked. Shoot it It in a fridge. But it still... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just make it cold. (laughs) Yeah. It still looked odd. Yeah. That was the weird thing. Oh, I noticed it. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. But it didn't look like cold breath. 
nowadays you just like, everyone just pops a vape and then <laughs> there we go well that was the trivia because we covered the rest of it during the movie and that's all we need we don't need any more trivia than that that's no, plenty of it trivia it's good we've all learned it's more than the film deserves <laughs> to be honest it is it is this, um uh, and sometimes we do speak ill of these films, but listeners, I want you to know that uh, some of these movies we do enjoy, just not the ones we've talked about yet. At some, <laughs> po- at some point, we'll start enjoying them. <laughs> I enjoy talking about them. We, lo- we love talking about them. We love Arnie, yeah, all right? Arnie's it's great. just maybe that lighting guy could have made some depth in the, in the shots. And the director could have just made some choices. Mm, that would have been great. That would have been much more uh, appreciated. Um, on to our next sec- uh, section, uh, Das Reboot. Das Reboot. Das Reboot. Who would you cast and what do they do? Okay, so we live in a time of reboots of reboots. Even the old TV show Reboots is going to reboot. So, <laughs> so uh, Richard, what's your reboot of Conan the Destroyer? All right, so I've got two. One I feel like might not be allowed, so I'll... It might not be allowed. Well, okay, so did you you guys ever see a show called Dave the Barbarian? Oh, vaguely. It was like this, like, effeminate kind of barbarian set in the fictional town of Urdragoth. It was, like, the best show ever. (laughs) It's never been, like, released on DVD or anything like that. It's on YouTube. But it's, like, it was hilarious. So I'm like, do a reboot of that show called Dave the Destroyer. And it's just like, <laughs> I just want more episodes of that show. And you can, you know, tie it in with that. But I thought that might not be allowed. So I had... Um, I, I like that because you've created a <laughs> reboot of Conan the Barbarian as a sequel to Dave the, the, the Barbarian. Barbarian. Yeah, exactly. Um, just trying to facilitate your own joy. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Which yeah, I see, definitely I, am not against. I'm making my, like, hypothetical movies something I would enjoy. Um, my other idea was to go with the... Um, the James Bond idea of the original thing. So, like, come out and it's, like, eh, it's it's kind of a lot of complaints that people have about movies these days, but, like, make it, like, a full-on, like, Marvel fun kind of Disney sort of family adventure. Um, Oh, more of a romp? Yeah, but just because, I mean, you could go the, like, R18 or, like, whatever the original was rated, but, I mean, my only experience with Conan is the Destroyer where it's PG. Um, But so, first off, I would cast John Cena as the first Conan. Good choice. Um, and then I think it would be cool for each film to take place in like a different time period. So he like travels through time. <laughs> um, like, I don't know if you guys know about Nick Cave wrote a sequel for Gladiator where he like Maximus came back to life and traveled through time. And so like each one is him like fighting in like different battles or like. This is uh, where in time is John Cena the Barbarian? Yeah, that's the name of it. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds amazing. And what is his... Because if it's a family-friendly romp... It could be like a trying-to-get-home kind of thing. Okay. Um, Oh, like sliders? Yeah, Yeah, so even like having his... um, Having the Valeria, like he's trying to get to her, but she's like stuck in time. Oh. Because it's definitely doable. But then like stretching out for like 25 films over 50 years... (laughs) Like, <laughs> it's going to be disappointing at some point that you realise he's not he's never going to find he's her he's never going to find her where in time is John Cena the barbarian yeah but then of course you have to change the name no or like a new person comes on and plays a character called John Cena the barbarian <laughs> <laughs> I haven't decided on like the um, how the actual time travel will work like it's not he has any kind of control over it or it's like... I'm going for like an Infinity Gauntlet kind of situation oh, where yeah. he has to collect like gems or something that have been spread out mm. through... Dragon maybe he has, dra- he's got to get all the Dragon Balls to send him back to... Yeah. Yeah, like a, yeah, that's I good. Like, like that. a quest kind of thing. 
and then like each time would be the only thing I want to add is that because of the the, the time disruption mm. it shouldn't make monsters appear in each of the time periods oh yeah we need some monsters you need some magic and sorcery because it's not Conan otherwise yeah well that's good like yeah so these the gems it can be like the life force of these so you have to like defeat this monster oh, and then so it. it turns out like you know the secret of the Vietnam War that no one knew was that it, there's like, like a giant lava tiger yeah yeah like just rampaging around this sounds like a great animated series <laughs> I would watch the shit yeah. <laughs> I like it oh that sounds like a fun time I'm into yeah. it. I'm buying. I, I think, think it, I'm sure they'd do like a cinematic universe, you know, as well. Build it out. I'm we really, just... really curious to see John Cena with long hair. Don't know why. Like. Mm. Oh, there's got to be some shots out there. I think John Cena would be great for that, though. Yeah. Very positive icon. Yeah, he's there, like he's huge and he's like yeah he's a positive icon. He's like he seems like a cool dude and he. I think he's in need of like his leading man fun kind of role. All right, then we're back to our next segment, which is I'm back. I'm back, baby. It's the sequel. Uh, Hollywood is calling. Uh, Conan the Destroyer was a huge hit. It wasn't. Um, so what we need is, Keegan, we want you to pitch a sequel to this massive, iconic success that didn't, definitely didn't uh, destroy an entire franchise. Um, but if you got to create the sequel to Conan the Destroyer, what would you want to make? I didn't have a sequel movie. I had a short story. It's called Conan the Sad Man. Oh. And it leads on with Conan continuing on his journey to resurrect his uh, missus. Hilaria. <laughs> yeah. And then he, obviously, he can't handle his alcohol. He can't find a way to do it, so he becomes an out-of-shape alcoholic. He somehow finds a coach who wants to get him back on track and get him back in the game, but he can't do it. And I changed the name to Conan Balboa. Oh, I see what you did there. That's all I had. I had nothing. And then it finishes with him not winning. Yeah, yeah. But it's about the journey. So is this all going to be set in a village? He just hangs out in a village and is sad? Yeah, it's more of a drama. <laughs> He's like his, landla- his landlord's on his back and he yeah. <laughs> can't afford any coin. It's Sounds just- really just like a... Sad time for everyone. And he's sending you up text to the queen. He's like, hi, no. you remember that time? Oh, the princess? The princess? Like, hi, you remember that time? Now you're 18. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but she's growing and she's moved on. Yeah. She's like, what was I thinking? This guy's an idiot. Hmm. All right, we're moving on. We're going to go to quote time. Uh, every movie is rich with one-liners uh, and absurd dialogue. That's just, that's just what Arnie movies are like. Uh, let's talk about your favorite syllables that Arnie or someone else strung together during this ridiculous movie. Yeah, so my, my favorite, just to kick us off, was uh, when the queen first arrives on the horse and she says, I am queen, blah, blah, blah. And then Arnie says, not my queen. He gave it in such a hashtag. Like, that was my note. It was in such a hashtag, not my queen mode. Hashtag, not my queen. It was just, that's a bold thing to say. Not my queen. But also, aren't there like city limits and things? Like, do you just get to go anywhere and be queen? I didn't know if it was a fun reference to the Holy Grail. Oh, is that a line out of Holy Grail? No, not not a specific reference, but the bit where um, they're going around and he says. This movie felt a lot like someone had watched Monty Python. <laughs> like when the cult turned up, it felt like Actually, yeah. very Python-esque. It wasn't Python-esque stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Such a dumb movie. 
How about you, Richard? Um, well, I like when Conan was fighting the, the vagina face monster. Um, <laughs> and one of the guys yells out to him, and he's like, his heart is his life. Tear out the heart. <laughs> I just like the way he said heart at the end there. Heart. <laughs> heart. Oh, but that does also make that phallic comment a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Stephen? Uh, mine was when the uh, priest goes, uh, "We come in peace," which is terrific because they're already there. Like they haven't, they haven't arrived. Conan arrived to them, uh, but Conan's <laughs> response was, uh, "So let us go in peace," which was I just thought, I thought it was like a nice, uh, ba- like Conan shouldn't have quips like that, <laughs> but it was such a good, like quick quip. Yeah, it was quick actually. Yeah. Yeah, because they were never going to let them go in peace. Uh, Keegan, what was yours? Uh, I had a, the campfire scene where Conan was drunk. And uh, then the princess was tending to his wounds. And then she goes, I suppose nothing hurts you. And he goes, only pain. That's fair. Yeah, that's generally, I think he's meaning like emotionally. He doesn't. Is that like, I think he's that's meaning deep. physical pain, but. No. Or is he meaning emotional pain? Picking up that I don't think like, was there. Yeah, you say picking up, I say laying down. <laughs> 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 We're just inferring all of this, uh, all of this onto it. Um, excellent. Um, so this takes us to our final remarks. All right, thank you both for joining us so much. We ask you now, how did the film hold up? It was a one-time watch, but it was a weird situation for me. I hadn't seen the first one. I'm 50-50 on whether I'm actually going to go back and watch the first one. This, so this movie does not sell the first <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, God, no. Yeah, but you guys not. sold it to me just now. Yeah. Especially, like, a lot of callbacks and stuff. I was like, that might It will make not make this sense. better. It's also interesting that you brought up Ghostbusters was the same year. It's mm. like, well, it's not really a time thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't be like, they didn't know better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they knew. They knew better when they made the movie before this one. That was, yeah. a, that yeah. was the problem, is that the director, Fleischer, or Fleischer, however you pronounce it, he... Um, Fleischlight. Definitely, <laughs> definitely had a, a 70s aesthetic, which he brought to this, and it really dated the movie in a way that it shouldn't have. That's what I thought. I was surprised to find out it was in the 80s. Yeah. It did have like a 70s sort of... Yeah. It did. And yeah. The fact that it was like after Western was like, sort of... Yeah. They should know better. Yeah, we've, yeah. We, we've had a lot of experience of things out there, but I guess they just didn't want to spend the money. Mm. The most frustrating thing for me, though, is like, it's a simple plot. Everything, the structure of the movie is there for it to be an easy, fun time. And there's just so many little lackluster, weird, weak choices made for art that... It never really lean, leans in too hard in any specific direction that it can it be It never got too cartoony and it never got too actual adventure Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, it. yeah it's, it, it's just... It's not interesting to watch. It's not interesting to look at. It's just, yeah. But boy, do we hope it's been interesting to hear about <laughs> Thank you both so much for um, joining us. Uh, it's been wonderful having you here. Uh, Richard Keegan, um, do you guys have any social media or anything that you want to plug? Oh, you check out um, Cult Pop Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, we've got a podcast there, Film Franchise Fortnights, every two weeks. Me and my co-host watch a different film franchise and review it, chosen at random. We've had some stinkers. We've had to watch like 31 Godzilla films. And we've also had like what? two Sister of the Chilling Pants, which is a lot easier, but they're worse films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, which wait. is the outcome of that is that the what thirty one Godzilla films is still greater than two tra- <laughs> like so there's, a, there's a second one. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. Got, um, Carl oh. McDonald in it. New oh, pair of pants. Yes. Same pair of pants. Same pair of pants. But they actually lose the pants. The spoiler alert. This 
Spoilers for Sister the Traveling Pants 2. They lose the pants, but then they realise the pants are inside them the whole time. Keegan? Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. Uh, if you like me, tell your friends. If your friends like me, get some new friends. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm using all my friends already. I can't be replacing all these friends out there. I don't know. Uh, thank you both so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure having you here. And um, that has been... Uh, I'll be back here. That was our first episode of season two of I'll Be Back Catalog. We're back. Uh, we were back. We're back now. And that was our wonderful guests, Richard Martin and Keegan Govin, discussing the sophomore album of Conan. Yeah, that was uh, a terrible sequel. I agree. It's true. Uh, there was more dialogue in that movie than a hallway tracking shot on the West Wing. We wanted to make it for the kiddies. Yeah, it's such a shame. But at least the monsters were kind of cool. Yeah, if you like 80s wrestling, then they were terrific. Actually, our next movie up is Arnold's first time as a monster. The Terminator. That's right. We will be back. Mmm, that's a bit on the nose. I know. Yeah, like in the movie, when they say it with the dialogue. <laughs> yes, that's what we're saying. Uh, look, uh, I'm very excited, and I'm also Stephen Lyons. And I'm Mike Kevin, and this has been I'll Be Back Catalog. And next week with the Determinator, it'll be terrific. No more horse punching and camel punching and animal punching. And the dogs punching, with the punching the dogs. There was so many dogs died. Five second outro. Oh God.